Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. It's Friday. Yay. The worst week ever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it is Friday. It is a Fish Fry Friday on the show, and that means we're going to fry up the worst of the week. It also means we're going to talk about our best and worst of the week. And, of course, we're going to name a brand new Richard of the week. Pat, are you ready? Well, of course I'm ready. It's Friday. You're ready to get out of here, aren't you? Well, you know, if if it means I don't have to look at your ugly mug anymore, then yeah. Says the guy who puts in the bare minimum effort. What do you mean, bare minimum effort? Every day. What do you mean, bare minimum effort every day? You said it yesterday on the show. No, I did not say that yesterday on the show. I said I wished you a happy birthday, which you said, well, at least you did the bare minimum. Yeah. Which is what you do every day on the show. Bare minimum. That's not what I do every day on the You said it, not me. I'm not smart. <laughs> we have a lot to get to on today's show. You can follow at the Coppin Show, at the Padoni Show on your social media of choice, of course. And do not forget, you can watch the show on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Again, that's rumble.com backslash critical thinking. You can always subscribe to our Locals channel. Um, Now, I will say this. It's been dormant, right? For a while, we haven't really been posting or doing much with that. So we understand if you don't want to subscribe yet. But we are waiting on what's happening with the integration of Rumble and Locals together. 
uh, to get a game plan together to best serve you as subscribers, as members of our Locals community. Once that happens, um, you'll get more than just the link to the show um, every single day. Now, the show drops at 11 a.m. Central Time, noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. where Pat is, if you're catching our drift here. So, do not forget that you can watch it while you're at work, on your lunch hour. You no longer have to wait until quitting time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, to listen on Mojo 50 Radio. So I know that can be a little bit of an adjustment period for you, but thank you to each and every single one of you who listen via podcast, who watch on Rumble, and for those of you who are listening on Mojo 50 Radio, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. And, you know, yesterday, Pat, um, well, I'm going to save it, actually. I'm going to save it. But I want to get the, the junk out of the way first. So let's get the worst of the week from you out of the way. So I actually scoured the internet to see if I could find anything worse than this. And for me, I couldn't. For me, I, I didn't think there was anything worse than the Kyle Rittenhouse case this week and what's been going on with the prosecution. Mm -hmm. And also what's been going on with uh, in the background with uh, different celebrities or politicians uh, chiming in on this case. Um, it is like we have gone, well, we have gone as a society, and if it fits the political agenda, you are now guilty until proven innocent. We no longer carry, seem to carry this standard as, as a whole that you are innocent until proven guilty, which is what it's supposed to be, by the way. And I maintain that Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent until he is otherwise proven guilty. And from what it looks like to me, this should be a, a mistrial with extreme prejudice. Um, and this is a trial that should probably have never happened in the first place. Um, but he's on trial. He should be given a fair trial and Thankfully, the judge seems to be all about that life. That, that's probably the best thing that's come out of this is that the judge is trying to make sure that this is a fair trial. Mm -hmm. um, but we are, we are just going down this road of guilty until proven innocent. And, and what I would hate to see here, and, and, and because this trial is not over yet, it should be. But because it's not over yet, I think a lot of things can still happen. And one of those things that could happen is that Kyle Rittenhouse could go to prison. Um, that, is, that is a very much still a possibility. And I would hate to see an innocent man go to prison because of a political agenda, because of the wokeness that is now America. And I, I, just, I just could not think of anything worse. Because here's the thing, if this happens, if this happens and he goes to prison, we really have lost our soul. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think you you take a look at what's been going on in this trial and what has been surrounding it, right? And I and I thought about this as my worst of the week as well. And I think you kind of touched on part of this for me, and it's this concept that, um, well, 
he shouldn't have been there in the first place. If it wasn't him, probably somebody else would have been in his position. We don't know for sure, because we'll never know how somebody else would have reacted. Would it have been a 17-year-old kid? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We don't I, know. I can't, I, can't say, I can't say for sure one way or another. But what I do know is that just because he shouldn't have been there doesn't mean that he doesn't have the right to defend himself. Doesn't mean, by the way, that the other people didn't, because they're scumbags too, by the way. Um, like, serious scumbags. Uh, the first person that was shot and killed, Pat, we, we played the thing about Tucker Carlson yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, in case you need it, uh, it's it's going to be right uh, here. Oh, never mind. That file doesn't exist in my computer anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, Tucker Carlson went on to talk about him uh, touching minors inappropriately um, and, and dying the, the way that he lived by trying to inappropriately touch a minor. It's gone. In this case, but um, right. just because people were in bad situations or in situations that they probably shouldn't have put themselves in, right? You and I may have made a different choice as to whether or not we would have been around there, right? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I could also make the argument that who who else protects their community other than the people of their community? Because 99% of these individuals were outside agitators. I don't live in Kenosha. How do I know that? Because I've never once in my entire life come across people like this in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's known as Kenowhere for a reason. None of this stuff happens. Now, is it a racially diverse community? Yeah, it is. Because what you have is a lot of people from Chicago trying to escape the violence of the south and west sides of the city leave and cross the border, go to Kenosha, go to Racine, go up to Green Bay even. But for the most part, everybody lives in harmony. Most most people that live in Kenosha, there's no real big problem in the in the city having lived there for almost half a decade myself, right? But the problem that I've had with this whole situation, to your point of the worst of the week, is that what does any of the he shouldn't have been there or the the Tucker Carlson angle on this, right? What does any of that matter to the matter at hand? It doesn't. It doesn't. Because... The reality is people have a right to defend themselves. People have the right to not be attacked physically. Right? Right. What does it matter? Because couldn't you have made the argument then that um, the first person that Kyle Rittenhouse shot, was that Rose something or another? Rosenbaum? Yeah. Shouldn't he have also not been there having just, I don't know, gotten out of prison for serial sexual assault? You could make that argument for for all three. Why were they there? Should they have been there? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Right. So the outcome could have been different if anyone 
of those individuals weren't there. We don't know. We never will. Because you can't go back and replay what took place. It took place. We have to deal with the facts in front of us. It's That's why it's my worst, well, was a consideration for worst of the week until I read this article, Pat. From 538. <clears throat> why white voters with racist views often support black Republicans. Why racist white voters often favor black Republicans. I know where this is going. It's going to go down the whole, if you vote for black people, it's a white supremacy route. Well, I'm just going to take um, uh, a couple of excerpts out of this completely racist article. Okay. Racially prejudiced white voters are not opposed to black candidates simply because they are black, but because they believe that most black candidates will fight for those people and not people like us. Um, huh? that is the whole point of prejudice. That is racist. We're not done. Oh boy. Black Republicans, on the other hand, are perceived differently by racially prejudiced white Americans. Their embrace of the Republican Party and its conservative ideology help assure racially prejudiced whites that, unlike black Democrats, they are not in the business of carrying water for their own racial group. So, let me get something straight here. I worked on the Mia Love campaign back in 2012. Friggin' racist. And and Mia Love was the first black woman to win as a Republican, a, a seat in the House of Representatives as a Republican. So, by this article's logic, I'm not only racist, I'm also, what, misogynist too? Because I helped a woman get a seat in the house of representatives no it's because you're a different tribe pat you you're a racist so so because i'm white i'm i'm automatically racist to these individuals yes to these types of people absolutely what's that song you always sing again everything is racist Everything is racist today. This is the worst, this is the most pernicious part of our society today. I mean, are are we are we or are we not in the fight right now for America's soul? Because I mean, it, this kind of goes back to the whole Rittenhouse case, you know, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. And the fact that we have people that are pushing this guilty until proven innocent agenda says to me, we have a problem with our soul. And then the fact of the matter is that the, that we are fighting over what is and what isn't racism and trying to make people racist who really aren't racist just because they happen to have a different skin color. I mean, we are a far cry from I had a dream speech. 
if, if that's the case. We are a far cry from the days of Martin Luther King and the things that he stood for, if that's the case. Now, they go on to try to make a statistical case for this, right? By the way, Pat, in this article. Of course they do. And what they say is that uh, supporting a black candidate hardly precludes voters from harboring racist beliefs and motivations. Republicans are increasingly more likely than Democrats to hold prejudiced views of minorities. That's interesting. So black Republicans like Sears often draw especially strong support from white Americans with otherwise anti-black views. I want to know what an anti-black view is. Yeah, what is that? Other than racist. Also, wouldn't an anti-white viewpoint from a person of color, right? Like if a black person held strong anti-white views but voted for Joe Biden, wouldn't the same thing apply? But they go on to talk to us about the 2016 Republican presidential primary where guess who ran? Remember the Uncle Tom named Ben Carson? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I use that term because that's what the left called him for the better part of two years. Yeah. Now, Washington University in St. Louis, okay, Ben Carson's net likability and net vote share against Hillary Clinton in a hypothetical general election among white respondents grouped by how they answered, how much influence do African Americans have in politics? Your choices, far too little, too little, about right, too much, and far too much. I I, I have a question here, because now that I think about it... Um... This, this would be an interesting one if, if this author could ever answer the question. But uh, in 2008, we elected the first ever black president, correct? Correct. Okay. So, and he not only served one, but he served two terms, yep. right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, and a lot of people that happened to be white voted for him. Those are the not racist white people, Pat. But that's not according to the logic of this article. No, well, so what they're talking about with the Ben Carson thing is if you answered um, too much or far too much for how much influence do African-Americans have in politics, right? You were much more likely by like plus 20 in some cases in far too much. You were at plus 40 on Carson's likability. So they're they're claiming that of the white voters that believed in racially prejudiced thought processes, aka you believe that African Americans were overrepresented or or overrepresented um or that they had too much influence based off of their population. Um or how or whatever, right? Whatever racially prejudiced viewpoint that would tell you it is to the woke mobs, to the left. You are much more likely to have a good viewpoint and a um preference to voting for Ben Carson. Now, do I believe that? 
this this author cannot abide the reality here. Right. What what they're failing to understand is that there is a group of people in this country who see everything through the prism of race, right? Then there's also a group of people who don't give two flying flips about it. And they care maybe about the the team that you're on, right? Maybe they care about Team GOP. I could see you that. Or alternatively, there is a whole group of people that are independent-minded thinkers who want to know what you stand for and will vote for the things in which you claim to support. There's a lot of those people. They're called independent voters. Not everything is about race. Not everything. That's the whole point. Now, Pat, um, we got about four or five minutes here before we have to hit the break on Mojo Five O Radio. Um, but um, your thoughts on your favorite story of the week, your best of the week? Well, it's it's funny. It's funny that you should ask um, what my favorite story of the week would be because it's going to come from the world of sports. Hmm. It's going to come from the world of college football. Oh, no. And it's going to come from the world of the college football playoff. In that, my Ohio State Buckeyes are now in contention for a playoff spot with Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon. So we are back within the top four where we belong. And hopefully we can stay there. We have a tough uh, three, well, actually four games because we have the big. If we win the next three, we'll have the Big Ten championship. Um, and so uh, we are back within contention of the college football playoff with a very, very young team, which I would think would make us very scary over the next couple of years, um, given the talent that we have. That's my best of the week. And that's, by the way, that's how bad the rest of the week was in terms of politics. So I have two things that I think are my best of the week. Okay. One of them involves a truck driver. And the other involves um, the Tunnels to Tower Foundation. Um, Did you happen to see um, Ed Dewar? On Tucker Carlson last night. I did not. Okay, so um, he got his um, um, election certified. He is the truck driver who beat the New Jersey State Senate president in an election by spending a total of like $2,300 amongst Three Republican candidates, by the way. Which is hilarious, by the way. Mm-hmm. But my my the reason why this is a dual best of the week, <coughs> Tucker asks Doer about his conversation with Sweeney. Quote, he was fine. I just told him if he needed anything to give me a call since I'm his representative now. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. I mean, that is dunking on your opponent in like the most subtle 
but cutting way humanly possible. And I love, and I'm here for every second of defeating leftism like that. Hey, I'm your representative. Give me a call. Let me know. Also, I'm your representative now. <laughs> um, so I'm here for that. But um, the other best of the week, Pat, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, the Tunnels to Tower Foundation, uh, one of the best um, first responder and um, everybody else charities out there um, when it comes to, you know, um, our military and things like that. Yesterday being Veterans Day, and it is a day that, you know, for me is very, very important um, because, you know, my brother served, all three of the cousins that are the exact same age as me served, um, my stepdad served, my grandfather served, his brother served and lost his life in the war. I have a great uncle who also, or a great, great uncle, I believe, who also served. You know, I I have uncles on all sides of my family that have served. So I'm surrounded by the military um, in my life. So thinking a veteran is not as simple as just putting a message up there. It's, you know, actually taking time to think about it and to do something actionable. But the Tunnels to Tower Foundation yesterday, Pat, did something for the first time ever. They went to the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and read all 7,073 names of service members who died fighting the war on terror. Wow. Powerful, powerful moments. And to to have them do that on the what is ostensibly the 20th anniversary, right, of the war on terror, because by October, we were in that war of, of 2001. Here we are basically ostensibly done with it, right? Right. Um, because we're not we're no longer in Afghanistan. We're no longer in Iraq in the way that we are actively fighting, fighting. So for them to be able to do this and to honor and read those names on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, absolutely powerful stuff. Absolutely fantastic. All right, Pat. So um, after talking about our best and worst of the week, why don't we do this? Um, we both have in our hands or around us the Babylon Bee Guide to Wokeness, correct? So before we get into playing the bee or not the bee, um, for the rest of the year, um, we're going to do this. Pick a number between 1 and 179. 19. All right. On this page, <clears throat> class. Your class is an important part of your spot on the intersectionality matrix. What is class anyway? Class is how much money you have, how cool of a car you drive, and whether or not you have one of those fancy fridges that dispenses ice and water right from the door. Just as in all other intersectional categories, you want everyone to know that you are the lowest possible class. The problem, of course, is that if you're reading this book, you're probably pretty privileged. Oh no, how do you solve this problem? By looking for class oppression in everything. 
de-emphasizing any privilege that you have and pointing out how much better other people have it than you. Use slogans like eat the rich, even though you're one of the richest people in all of human history. If you're a hundred thousandaire, denounce millionaires. If you're a millionaire, denounce billionaires. Everyone who has more than you is what's wrong with the world. Poor person good, Pat, means they only have one house, under $500,000 a year of income, they own fewer than three vehicles, low follower count online. Rich person is bad, and those rich people have three houses or more, over $500,000 or more in income, own more than three vehicles, and they have unlimited internet followers. And that is today's lesson in your guide to wokeness from the Babylon Bee. Now, Pat, it's time for us to play the bee or not the bee with the actual headlines. Are you are you ready for today's headline? I'm about as ready as your Baltimore Ravens were last night. Yeah, that, they, they weren't ready. They 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 were not ready. And we're not going to talk about that because that was horrible, awful, and shameful, frankly. You might not make the playoffs, my friend. I didn't think that we were going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season. Then we, you know, had a nice string of games, and then now we just kind of been falling apart. So, oh, speaking of speaking of uh, the NFL, real quick, Pat, did you see this story this week about the guy who put fifteen hundred dollars down on in Vegas on the Raiders? No, he put it down. On them to win six games all season. If he does it, he wins $150,000. He put $1,500 down. Guess how many games the, the, the Raiders have won so far this year? Five, I believe. You are correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one and, and eight the rest of more. the way. <laughs> they're, they're going to win one more. There's no way. Well, that's all they need is to win one. I know. And only one. <laughs> this is the, you imagine that? Just to have $1,500 to toss away like that? Yeah, it's called uh, You Lucky Bastard. Yep. But anyway, yep. Um, today's anyway, headline. Today's headline. We are coming perilously close to fulfilling another prophecy about the Lord of the Rings. We are coming perilously close about fulfilling another prophecy about the Lord of the Rings. Is this the bee or not the bee? That is the question. And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, folks, it is, uh, it's the weekend, which means college football is back. The NFL is back, which also means tailgating is back, and you need to be able to do that properly. Whether that be hosting a, a party for the big game that you might be watching or you're actually going to the game and actually doing a real tailgate, you, uh, you, you need to be prepared with a cat cooler. Why? Well, because it keeps your food and drinks cold for up to seven days. And in most parts of the country, it's still fairly warm out. I mean, it's not like overly warm, but it's still fairly warm. And you want to keep those food and drinks cold. And cat coolers can do that for up to seven days. I don't know of another cooler that can do that. So all you got to do 
is go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code MOJO5L. Get 10% off your purchase today. That's catcoolers.com, promo code MOJO5L. Get 10% off your purchase today. And don't be the weird person that goes to a tailgate or a barbecue with warm food and drinks. Just don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. You won't get invited again, I promise. No, no, you wouldn't. Not my house. Yeah. So we are coming perilously close to fulfilling another prophecy about the Lord of the Rings. Is this the B or not the B? Is this payback for the the Maryland headline earlier this week? I don't know. Is it? Because it kind of feels like it. <clears throat> and this you, is my birthday you, week. How dare you? You you tell me, man. I am going to go with this being the Babylon Bee. Not Are really. you no, sure? I'm, no, I'm going with this being not the Bee. This is a headline that's very sure? much like not the Bee. You, in, in the last five seconds, you've given me two different answers. Which one is it? It is not the Bee. Are you sure? No, I'm not. But that's my final answer. Well, good thing, because you just want us another $100. So we are perilously close to fulfilling another Babylon B prophecy about the Lord of the Rings. Um, the Amazon Lord of the Rings series stands upon the edge of a knife. Stray but a little into the woke religion, and it will fail to the ruin of all. Diversity, in the traditional sense, of the word isn't a bad thing in lord of the rings for example there are a wide array of various civilizations with, with various actual races like dwarves elves goblins hobbits orcs ants, and men there's strong diversity of culture and thought across various races and their civilizations when GameSpot says peter jackson series had a lack of diversity however they're probably talking about skin color and sex. We need transgender elves or of color, says one weirdo on Twitter. It is literal violence not to represent the plea of non-binary orcs and their struggle against the supremacy of Gondor, says the same weirdo logged into a different account. Yes, it was so racist of Jackson to not obsess about sexuality and ensure every skin tone in the rainbow was depicted in the world based specifically on European mythology. As for strong female characters, Lord of the Rings has some of the most powerful female characters in literary history. Or did GameSpot forget about Eowyn, uh, Gladriel, Arwen, and yeah, hardcore fans, I know that in the book, Arwen didn't rescue the hobbits from the Black Raiders in the Fords of, of Bruin. Uh, but it shows how Jackson specifically tried to include more female characters in action. And about the tragic love story of uh, Luthien and Brennan, uh, and Baron in the First Age when Luthien and rescued Baron from Sauron so that they could steal the uh, Cimmeril from Melkor and be wed. Okay, okay. I get a bit too nerdy there in that last example. The point remains. For an Oxford professor of linguistics writing ballads about fantas... Fant... <clears throat> fantas... Fantasic... 
fantastical medieval world Tolkien went out of his way to include some pretty strong female characters. And he didn't adorn them as girl power action heroes to replace men. Instead, he highlighted the unique strengths of their femininity as mothers, sisters, and true loves. They were women who could fight, and they were also worth fighting for. So call me a bit worried when I see things like this. And um, to give you a, a uh, uh, idea of, of what they're talking about here, um, Babylon B prophet says prophecy fulfilled on Twitter says Amazon's new Lord of the Rings series to include bisexual transgender elf in wheelchair. <clears throat> Funny you should mention this idea because um, I don't know if you watched the show Big Sky on ABC I, or not. I, I haven't, but I've heard it's actually good. I, I just haven't watched it. I'm, I'm really struggling through the second season here. Uh huh. Because apparently everything now must be sexual. Now, part of the storyline to begin with was this this deviancy of of the main character, right? Um, the this Ronald. Okay. He's a sexual deviant and um, whatever, okay? Traffics girls or whatever, okay? Uh But in this season, um, we now have, like, Trini love going on. And now we also have um, two what appears to be, I would say, maybe at most freshmen in high school, lesbians. Making out on camera for us all. Mm-hmm. So now ABC is promoting that. Does it do anything to the storyline? No. Why does this exist? Why? Why do you have to sexualize children outside of the storyline of which the person who is doing this is an adult why why do you have to do that it doesn't advance the storyline in any way shape or form it doesn't do anything to what they're trying to accomplish but we're led to believe that these two of these four um group of friends are uh, in love with each other it's it's just unrequited teen love Here's here's because you know Amazon's coming out with a Lord of the Rings series within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. I believe it's next September when Correct. it comes out. Correct. Um, I just went through the Lord of the Rings movies recently, and um, one of the things that I've I've noticed in in the entire and this includes the Hobbit series as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, th- there's violence in these movies, but. There's no sexualization. There's not even foul language. The Lord of the Rings series is probably one of the clean, aside from the violence, is probably one of the cleanest movies you will ever see. And that's because the author is J.R.R. Tolkien. Right. Who, Pat, was a very devout Catholic. 
Right. And a man of God. Yep. He was a very, very devout Catholic. To go in. He wrote this story as an allegory to the Bible, by the Mm -hmm. way. To go in and to fundamentally change all of that and then ultimately sexualize it mm-hmm. is a disservice to well, it's, it's it's not only a disservice to, to to Tolkien himself it it destroys the entire story yeah there's no doubt about that absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt about that but uh guess what pat mm-hmm. Yes, it is time for us to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. Now, we have some nominees that we've talked about earlier this week. We have some that we haven't spoken about. But believe it or not, we actually have video for some of these. So our first nominee this week, Pat, why don't you lay them on us? Sure, sure. I I, I can totally do that. Our first nominee is going to be... LeBron King, baby James. Of all or, the people to uh, to talk about crying mm-hmm. and LeBron James mm-hmm. making fun of somebody for, are you serious? Yeah. And, and then yeah. second of all, you have no idea what it's like. You don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut the hell mm-hmm. up. He's just a, for me, this is just further proof that he is a complete and total douche. We then also have Representative Hakeem Jeffries, who tweeted out lock, lock Kyle Rittenhouse up and throw away the key. Lock him up, throw away the key. Mm hmm. Did we or did we not learn anything from Ilhan Omar? Shut your mouths about an ongoing trial if you're in a position of power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we also have um, Kiss Guy Gene Simmons. Oh, you mean for this? Mm-hmm. about your political be- uh, beliefs you are not allowed to infect anybody just because you think you've got rights that are delusional of course you don't have the right to go through a red light actually the government has the right to tell you to stop you you have to put on a seatbelt. if they tell you you can't smoke in a building you can't smoke in a building and that's not because they want to take away your rights it's because the rest of us hate it we don't want to smell your smoke. I don't want to catch your disease. I don't want to risk my life just because you want to go through a red light. This whole idea, this delusional, evil idea that you get to do whatever you want and the rest of the world be damned is really terrible. We got to we got to identify those people and bring them out into the uh, open so you know who they are. Right. Know who your friends are by how much they care about you. That includes includes COVID. If you're willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. 
Wow, that was very Richard-like of uh, Gene Simmons. Now, were were there morsels of truth in there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there were. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 talk about your friends, right? Mm-hmm. On a meta level, on a you know big scale level, he's right. Right? You want people who care about you. You don't want people who will harm you to be your friends, right? Duh. Duh. But that's not what he's talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is that whole concept of the ironically here, the mask coming off, right? Right. You know, this is Gene Simmons as Gene Simmons, not Gene Simmons of Kiss. And this is the I love when these people open their mouths. I really do. Because it shows us exactly how perverted they've become by fear. You don't get to the point where um, you are evil. I don't think any of the people who believe in like all the things of COVID stand are necessarily evil. I think there are people who are profiting from that, and that is evil. But I feel not a sense of pity, not a sense of outrage, not a sense of anything. I feel a sense of sorrow for those who are so gripped by fear that they can't critically think their way through any of this. And that's Gene Simmons. That's the that's the sickness that's in our society right now. Mm. Now, furthermore... Um, yeah, by the way, Gene Simmons, yes, I do have a right to not wear a seatbelt or smoke a cigarette inside if I wanted to or do any of those things. I just might pay a consequence for doing so. As I say, you, you have the freedom to choose, but you are not free to, you're not free of the consequences of those choices. Exactly. Now, we also have one more nominee, correct? We do. And it is Joseph Marion Ed Biden. For saying this. Uh, You know, I've adopted the attitude of the great Negro at the time, pitcher in the Negro Leagues, went on to become a great pitcher in the pros into the Major League Baseball after Jackie Robinson. His name was Satchel Paige. Um, Did you know, first of all, that the Obama administration made it illegal for uh, federal employees to use the term, or the N-word, I should say. Did, did, did you did you know that, by chance? Well, the actual N-word, yes. That's been a <laughs> like, You can't do that, period, amen. Um, in, but we're talking about the word Negro. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, you... Literally, that was a thing under the Obama administration. And and guess who was the vice president of the Obama administration? Oh, it was Joseph Marion Ed Biden. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> now, <clears throat> for all of you who think it's wrong to to bloviate or to to assess the mental capacity of one Joseph Marion Ed Biden. Uh-huh. Pat, have you been around anybody who has dementia or Alzheimer's? Yes, I have. Okay, so have I. Um, 
Is this or is this not exactly what they would do when trying to tell a story about the good old days? Yes, yes, this is exactly what they would do. Where they're in their brain, they have the the concept of where they're going down the roadmap, right? Mm. And, and then, uh-oh, uh-oh, my brain doesn't fire correctly. And I know where I want to get, but I can't get there mentally. I got the key words, and then I try to jumble them all together. That's exactly what this was. This was this was not good in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Also, had this been uh, President Trump that said this, they would have called him racist. Uh, people, when I say that, they wonder what I'm talking about. Um, is by that same logic, is is Joe Biden also not racist? But Joe Biden's been racist his entire life. We know that. I know, I know. But you know, that's literally. I mean, I could we could go an entire hour playing all of the racist things that Joe Biden has said over the past 40 years of service to this country. Now, having said that, Pat, um, this week's Richard of the Week has to be Gene Simmons. Really? Oh, God, yes. It has to be Gene Simmons. Now, there are other things. But to, there are other people that I could see, and you can make arguments for basically all four of these individuals, but there's nothing more Richard-like than calling somebody evil because they don't agree to your medical treatment. Fair enough. You convinced me. So welcome to the club, Gene Simmons. <sighs> now, Pat, mm. are you ready? Oh, I'm That's right, it's time for that great Wisconsin tradition, the Friday Fish Fry, where, you know, generally speaking, everybody gathers, you have a few cocktails, you unwind for the week, and this is our way of dumping everything that was terrible this week into the fryer and letting it go so that the weekend can be fun. All right, Pat, hit me with that very first headline. Well, you know, I decided to do this because we didn't really get a chance to... uh properly make fun of this on on the uh, WTF Wednesday. So I'm going to do this again. College football chairman backs Canada being ranked over Michigan State Spartans rivalry win because, because, because they feel that Canada is a better team, even though they lost, by the way, to Michigan State. Not just lost, blew not one. But two leads. Yeah. Uh-huh. Twice in that game. Twice. Yeah. Michigan State yeah. came from and, behind to win. And Michigan State has probably a Heisman candidate running back that scored five touchdowns in that game. And they had no answer for him. None. Zip. Zilch. Nada. But hey, hey, Canada is better, even though they lost to the team that they're supposedly better than. Yeah. I, I, I just the, and I said this on on uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I I knew something terrible was coming. Cincinnati's still not in the top four, right? Which they should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get off Twitter when college football playoff <laughs> rankings are revealed. It'll do you a boatload of good. You, you the outrage machine won't be there. All that stuff. This is idiotic. 
until we get a, a playoff that's based off of what is going on on the field mm-hmm. and not what's going on in a group of well, however many people, right? Until we get that, none of this matters. And it's very simple, Pat. 16 teams. Mm-hmm. You get every conference's champion and you get, was it, three or four at-large teams. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're done. And by the way, Notre Dame can be in there too. True, and 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 it it's frustrating because like it's been frustrating because like how does Alabama get in there? They lost to an unranked Texas A and M at the time. Ohio and State Texas lost A&M to A and M is just meh. They're not that great. They're not that great, and and but I, I would argue Oregon's even better than Texas A and M. Um, oh yeah, absolutely they are. And 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 that's that's who Ohio State lost to. So if we're going to put one lost teams in there, I think Oregon and Ohio State deserve to be in there. But <laughs> Alabama, I'm tired of the love affair that that the uh, NCAA seems to have with Alabama. It makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So, yep. all right, next headline. All right, uh, attorney Attorney General apologizes for getting smashed before the Canada Michigan State game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mi- the 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 Canada Attorney General Dana Nessel, a By Democrat, way, Pat issued, is referring to the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, and issued a statement Wednesday in which she explained how she got drunk at the October 30, 30th Canada Michigan State game in East Lansing and blaming it on empty stomach and alcohol and two Bloody Mary drinks for doing the damage. Apparently, that will do some damage. Yes. Yeah, apparently there's been some rumblings across the state about the attorney general getting a white girl wasted and Dana needed to set the record straight. It got to the point where Dana decided to come out and say that she got rocked. And and that's that. (laughs) God forbid she's a regular human being. Mm -hmm. I saw this and I was just I died laughing. Like it was. <laughs> we got time, I think, for one more quick headline. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with this one. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says it's dangerous to think that Democrat Party has a woke problem. Of course she would. Of course she would think that, Pat. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. please keep talking. And on that note, Pat, um, your actual final thoughts for today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, and go, Pat, go. Go, Badgers and Phoenix, because they played tonight. That'll be interesting. Anyway, as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.